Dude on need uh, TikTok followed me on TikTok because of the uh, really the need thing I put up. Yeah, some dude came in today. He's like a country guy. He's like, hey man, I'm trying to make some mead. Well, it's like, okay, hey, it was a version of Scott Likens. Um, and he was like, I saw it on TikTok. It's because people are finally making good mead. This isn't your Renfest swill from 20 years ago. <laughs> That's a fair point. It's a fair point. Honestly, I don't want to talk about mead. Yeah. And welcome to another episode of Kentucky Commons Radio Hour. I am John Ronane. I am joined on this fine February evening by my co-hosts Michael Moeller. Hello. And David Satterley. Woo! We are the Louisville Ale Trail. And we kind of just get together once a week and spill the beans and spitball about each other's lives. Is that what we're doing? About the world in general. It's like to, you know, it's nice <laughs> to have a time to check up with you guys and see how you're doing. Um, if you'd like to see how we're doing, you can see the video version of this podcast on our Patreon. Uh, is there any clever way to plug that? Uh, I don't know, but I was told not to look at my phone the other day because on the video I do that a lot. So I uh, made yeah. a conscious effort not to look at my phone. Yeah, fair enough. This time. All Patreon contributions go directly towards John getting therapy for spilling the beans and checking up on us. Or it's, it's, a, or, it's an ongoing process. Or new chairs. Or new chairs. <laughs> That sound is a chair. Yeah. So patreon.com slash Kentucky Commons. So we've uh, talked a little bit over the past couple episodes just about Lowell's growth as a beer city. And especially over the past few years of COVID, it's like, where does the time go? Pulsopple is five years old. It's timeless. It's well, it is timeless. Just like just like Sam's beard and just like his whole countenance and whatnot. Is that guy like 26 or is that guy like 50? I can't ever tell. He's eternally young. But the brewery has turned five, which I can hardly believe. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I remember talking to them right before they opened over five years ago for the podcast I used to do, which is actually this podcast. Yeah. If you go back, <laughs> you, if you scroll through enough episodes, you'll find that one. Um, but yeah, that that is Linden's Brewery. Yes. Linden is a neighborhood in Louisville, kind of just kind of on the outskirts of the of the major metro part of it, I guess. But it's still a, a big part where people live, work and play. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it is the equivalent to like Monic in Germantown very or much Linden. Said, yeah. In some in some aspects, I guess. Uh it is definitely more of a neighborhood spot though. But yeah, they've been open for five years. Uh David, you want to talk a little bit about maybe what they're releasing this week to celebrate? Yeah. Uh so ever since I think maybe the second anniversary, they've gone big into barrels for this release. They don't do a lot of barrel age releases throughout the year. Um, I think that's going to change soon because they've acquired a little bit more space and they're developing that program further. Um, but one thing that kind of always look forward to with the anniversary release is their big hand stout. Um, their I think big it, ham stout? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's actually rum ham. Uh, <laughs> Pipe milk. Other adjacent. <clears throat> if you can't tell because of my mumble, I said big hand stout. Um, it's been pretty cool. The label's kind of neat. Like the third year they did a hand with three fingers. And I think this one's got the whole hand because of five. Yeah. I mean, it, it <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, 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 it's, in, a, it's a big barrel aged style. Uh, they do variants on it. They crower it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They normally have a couple bands come out and play. So that's kicking yeah. off 
I guess. Today, actually. Yes. So by the time this episode comes out, it will have already happened. Hopefully those variants are still around. Who knows? I do remember uh, a couple of years ago uh, that they had the, the, the bacon variant one. Yeah, yeah, the maple yeah. bacon, I, I think. That. And they had Damn, a slice see? of... Damn. Yeah, Damn. It, all, it all connects. But they had, <laughs> they had a slice of bacon, like, on... Like coming with it, it was like Bloody Mary style or whatever. Yes, yeah, it mm -hmm. sounds fantastic. Holsapple is great, not only for their beer, but Kent, you made that comparison to Monic, and that's always felt very true to me. Like Linden um, has a lot of kind of like there's a, there's like a Linden vibe or whatever, but Holsapple seems like they do such a good job of supporting like the little chamber of commerce out there and community events, and they're a great event space. They have concerts like every couple weekends oh, at least like it seems twice a weekend they got that great ass parking lot and they they're good neighbors now. they yeah. have food trucks the food they have food now there yeah. yeah uh shout out twin spires pizza um at old softball yeah you know it's one of those things though where i'm just like you know first of all it's stupid to say because everything in louisville is 10 or 15 minutes away yeah right right whole <laughs> softball yeah. is about 15 to 20 minutes away from me yeah. if that wasn't the case i'd be going there all the time because yeah, it's, same here. it's so good and like i always just need to like go out of my way to go Try it. Yeah, so. it's worth it every time. Yeah, yeah really, really, really bad years. They crush it. So Sam, Christy, you guys are freaking fantastic. Well, was lucky to have you guys, and all the team over there is just great. Everyone I've ever met or talked to is just super fantastic and super fun. Um, so cheers, congratulations, and we love you very much. If you guys have never been to Holosopol, this is a perfect opportunity to go out and try a little bit of Louisville. History in the making, I guess, is how I would describe that. I mean, they've been open for five years. That's, yeah. that's a pretty significant that's last year. That's about half yeah. the time as against the grain's been open. So, yeah, I mean, that's nuts, too. Shout out the neighborhood. Shout out the neighborhood. Shout out to Lyndon. Shout out to his family. Um, so, questions like, I mean, we're talking about Louisville beer history. There's another kind of connection between a newer brewery and a little bit of Louisville's kind of, what would you say, like beer terroir or beer, a ghost of beer past? Coming back. Anyway, Hometown Craft House, Hometown Pizza Brewing Company, which they just rebranded. Hometown Pizza Craft I think it's just I think it's just Hometown Brewing Company, and okay. then they are housed at Hometown Craft House. Got it. Yeah. So just in case you guys were confused, they're releasing the Cumberland Red. This is a beer that was originally created at Cumberland Brewery on Bardstown Road, which is now the public house by Against the Grain which I'm sure still does a great red ale. The guy who made it is now the brewer at Fall no, City, which no, does... Who made the Cumberland Red? Wasn't that Cam's recipe back in the day? Oh, no, I'm saying Fall City does a red ale at some point throughout the year. We're not talking sure. about Fall City. Oh, yeah, not again. They've got enough. No, like, we're, we're not, though. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the rails! But the, the, the recipe is now living on... Stop, stop, stop. You're blending into your next personality. We have to slow down. All right, I'll let you guys take the story. No, David, why don't you tell the story? I, I was six years old when this beer was envisioned. Okay, so Cumberland opened in, what, 2011, I believe? Established 2011? It sounds about right. In, I was in, in the Highlands neighborhood. It was one of the OG breweries around. Uh, it was so many of the people that we know in the industry now got their start there in one yeah. way or the other, whether it's brewing or just serving beer. Um, and it was, in a lot of ways, uh, how people found out about IPAs and Red Ales and things beyond the domestic yep. yellow water that we know. Yeah, talking about the neighborhood breweries like Linden and Holsopple, this was the Highlands the Brewery, Highlands yeah, brewery the Road Cumberland. And yep. then you had BBC mm -hmm. downtown. And like Michael mentioned, so many brewery brewery owners today spawned out of those two places. Yeah. And and I would just say that the Cumberland Red Ale that they produced was probably one of their most famous beers. Yeah. People um, still ask for that recipe like to this day. Exactly. Yeah. And and I guess uh hometown's connection 
is that they believe got received the the brewing equipment. Some of the equipment came from there, is my understanding. Yeah. And then also one of the guys who helped set up that brewery was the in-house quasi brewer at Cumberland for a little while, right before um, Hometown Brewing opened their doors or as they were opening their doors. Yeah. So the recipes migrated. It's all kind of like commingled and cross-contaminated. But it's, but it's being Phoenix from the ashes. Exactly. Yeah. So they're yeah. kind of making it as an homage. No, it, it is it is supposedly not just an homage, but I think it's it, the it recipe. is the recipe yeah. of Cumberland Red. Well, Michael, in my opinion, a recipe is about so much more than the ingredients. It's about a time and a place and a community of people. But they're, yeah, sure. so they're taking the recipe and they're bringing it into their kind of culture of beer, into their which rotation. Which I love because, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I love the folks at, at Hometown, but I feel like this is their first they've been around since what in the last two years or yeah. so that i feel like this is their first big release like something yeah. that they're hyping yep. up and trying to get people to go to and i think it's worthwhile like i think whether it's whether you're new to just having a red ale because nobody makes red ale yeah say, exactly it's, it's a red ale well sure but just in time for st patrick's day but I, I so here's my theory about about all that is that as the brewery scene in louisville and, and around the country grows Everybody's making hazy IPAs. Everybody's doing sours. Everybody's doing big stouts. Oh, yeah. There is a place for the classic styles to exist still. That, and not just like classic German styles, but just like red IPA. When well, was the last time you drank a red IPA? that we've talked about in a few episodes here. It's like those kind of just like simple, good, clean, well-produced, I'm not, you know, historical, quasi-historical beers. They're kind of making a little bit of a comeback. There seems to be more interest in just like simple. David Sato is like, I don't like simple beers. I like whatever. <laughs> I but, like fruit pastry. But you, but, but, but you like an English mild too, or I, like a nice. I don't like English mild. Whoa. A nice Whoa. like uh, like Cumberland Red Ale. <laughs> I've never had it. I was seven when they first made it. So that's another just. I don't know what my point that I was going to make. I lost here a second ago. But you, it was, you can't wait to go sit next to sixty-year-old men and slug down. We oh. went the hometown. Um, during one of the uh, baseball or basketball games during the season, and it was popping. I, I go to hometown. It's a great little spot over there on Preston. Yeah, on people Sundays. were hyped. People were having fun. It was a huge, like hugely diverse crowd because I was kind of expecting it to be like the old Preston Street, Preston Highway, you know, Parkway Village normies or whatever. And I think it probably was, but I think that this neighborhood is just getting a lot more diverse every year as Louisville grows. A and good this. try, Cumberland. Call me back when you have a peanut butter marshmallow. <laughs> uh, so Why don't we do that? Hometown, if you're listening, Louisville L Trail wants to do a collaboration beer with you. And it, it might be based on a breakfast pizza. Breakfast pizza beer? Little Brecky. Little Brecky. Beer. Yeah. Brecky beers. So anyway, all, all that is to say, it's really cool to see new breweries paying their respects and keeping alive uh, some of the classic beers that made Louisville beer in the first place. I, I'm, I'm here for the tradition. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and a good beer. If, you, if you've never, if you're somebody who's like never had a I've Killian's had Irish it. Red. No, I've had a Killian's. Uh, what are, so if that's your reference point of like a red ale. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. No, Killian's is kind of nasty. Come try like a good, nice, well-produced, not overly Caramel malty, not over crystal malty sweet, blah, blah, blah. There's two things that don't do well. Officiate pool tournaments <laughs> and drink red ales. Yeah. So I can't wait for one of those and to I'm change. And I'm all out of pool tournaments. That's right. Yeah. One of those has got to change. I've got to do better. So another fun thing that we um, had kind of come through our pipeline this week, in addition to seeing all the cool 
uh, promotion of the Cumberland Red, we had a interesting and thought provoking. That's at least how I felt. I'll, we'll see what you guys think. Uh, kind of, it was a either an email or a DM kind of come to the Louisville Ill Trail account um, from a traveler from Maryland. Is that right? Maine. I thought Maryland. I got the receipts. <laughs> anyway, from uh, somewhere up New England wise saying, hey, we're coming into town for a bachelor party or for uh, my friends, whatever. We're doing a Louisville visit. Can you guys recommend a few places or what do, you, what do you guys recommend that I do while I'm in town? So instead of just giving flat answers, you know, a little bit of a dialogue. God damn it. Uh, where we right? It's Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Maryland, Maine, you know, it's all, it's all the same. Third thing I don't do well, <laughs> geography. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but that kind of just made me think, what do, where, how do I figure out, if I'm going to a city I've never been to before, like let's say I'm going to uh, somewhere in Maine, mm-hmm. how do I find uh, Lansing? That's in Maine, right? Michigan. I was trying to play on his job. Uh, anyway. Uh, um, I'm spatially disadvantaged. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We shouldn't, you're, you're right. You, I acknowledge you. We sh- so how do you, if you're going Did to you learn city- that in therapy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was something my therapist taught me. I hear you. I understand. I hear you. I understand. Um, Lansing is in Michigan. And uh, Goodwood did not win the pool tournament last week. How do you guys plan a beer trip to a city you've never been to? What What are you going to do in a new city, A? And, you know, if you guys are anything like us, going to at least a brewery or two is probably a part of what you want to do on a good vacation. What resources do you exploit? What information guides your action and your dollars uh when you're visiting a new place and you guys both travel a lot more than me so <laughs> i i love to stay at the ymca it's fun to stay at the ymca young man okay well uh i tend to consult people first uh just in my own circles i will ask hey i'm gonna be in this place what are the uh can't miss breweries and then after that i probably consult reddit but then there's a different flavor of once you're actually there, when you're at that first brewery that somebody tells you to go to. Then you're kind of... Especially yeah. now during COVID where people aren't traveling as much. So the places that have existed, you know, three years ago, it thinks landscape has changed a little bit. So maybe there's a new spot that opened up in the last few months yeah. that somebody else hasn't really known about. So that's when you start asking the bartenders of once you land somewhere, hey, what's nearby? What can I go to? What are the newest breweries? Uh, when I was in Denver a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of my... Uh, uh, points for that entire trip was all right i go to the same like five places when i go to denver where where have i have i not been what's open in the last six months yeah and then that was a very helpful so wait a second are you saying the best way to get information is to have human to human interactions with people yeah, either that or or pick up a local trail guide hey, of some that's good sort. Too. That's, uh, a, that's a human-to-human interaction. You know, a good, a good, a good passport program yeah. is usually going to help you uh, figure out where to go next. Too. Yeah, It's also very fun to stay at the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Um, but bartenders especially are... Especially if you're short on your dough. Yes. Um, the bartenders are an absolute wealth of information when it comes to being out of town. I mean, you stop in one brewery, you have one conversation, you've instantly got this network. Um, in most places, I guess I would, I would, I would reckon that Louisville has that. If you go to any brewery, in Louisville, yeah, they would give you a steer you well, pretty solid recommendation. I mean, it, and it, you've some of their point. recommendations have been like buy a Louisville Trail passport. Um, some have just been written down on receipt paper, but either way, you get yeah. a couple ideas for where to go. You always make the good point too. Is like if somebody asks you that question, there's really no like 
go here. No, there's no, you can't. Because yeah. every brewery is different. Every, all tastes are different. Do you like hazy? You always explain this in the best way. You know, what What are you like? What are you into? Yeah, I always go back to what, what are you looking for? You know, do you want a sit down experience with some food yeah. and a couple of beers? Do you want to go in and have something unique and experimental or one off? Do you want to try traditional English styles or, you know, there's always a scenario. Yeah. And a red ale. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a red ale? I I don't actually, but (laughs) do you want to meet hot local singles? But I know where to go. I know where to go for that too. Um, (laughs) The internet. Uh, But yeah, it always comes down to what, what do you want to do? You know, do you want atmosphere that, that, that comes into it a lot. Like you just want a cool place to hang out and uh, just enjoy the scene or a good, you know, uh, porch beer or something i mean it, it all depends on what you're looking for on what day it is do you want to have trivia do you want to have tacos do you want to have a burger so do, here i'm going to plan my next under beer vacation and you guys can give tell me if it's good advice or bad advice okay. so let's say i'm going to go to somewhere i've never been like charleston south carolina and what i would probably do would be to not really even think about the breweries that i want to visit until i kind of figure out what else i'd want to do do i want to go to like a history museum or do i want to stay in a historic neighborhood or do i want to go to some convention that's in town then find a place to stay and then maybe find one two three breweries that are like in walking distance of my hotel find one that seems decent and then go there and drink beer and just talk to people I figure out That's where I'm going way to next. do it. That is sure. I mean, I, I think anybody that tastes like or follows along with beer culture, beer scene, they probably have a couple larger brands in name or more recognizable brands. That, yeah. You know, so you start there. So, I mean, for example, in Michigan, it's like, okay, I'm going up there. I should stop at Speciation, make great wild ales. Probably just going to ask where to go from there. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would also say that um, mm. if I'm planning a big trip, if I know I'm going to be somewhere for a while, um, one of the things that I do, whether it's beer or points of interest or, or anything, is I take in all that information because sometimes that's a lot. Like you can't hit everything up, but totally. I'll, I'll input it into into a, a Google map, and then I'll say, okay, hey, I have a second. I'm hungry. I want a beer. What's nearby? So then I pull up that curated Google map that I've created. And I say, oh, this place is two blocks away. I already was recommended it. Let's yeah, go. That's great. That's really good advice. So anybody that wants to go to Austin, Denver, New York, Portland, uh, Brussels. Although uh, I will say, if you're gonna if your plan is to come to Louisville, it's very easy. Just shoot an email to Louisville Ale Trail. Yeah, that's what we do anyway. <laughs> Info at LouisvilleAleTrail.com or slide into our DMs and um, let us know what you guys want to do. Michael has given us a note. We were talking about traveling. This is a beer. We're trying some beers. We did. Uh, we got some beers uh, delivered via vehicle to us. Um, definitely not shipped. Definitely not. They would uh, never do that. And these are these were hand delivered. Hand delivered. Somebody walked five hundred miles. Somebody walked five hundred more. And they probably stayed at the YMCA. Um, <laughs> but or or Cambria Hotel. <laughs> or Cambria. Um, no, we had some friends in town for Louisville Beer Week last year um, in October. And they, uh, is anybody wearing their beer daddy shirt? Uh, no, no beer daddy shirt today. I wore it last week. Uh, they, they have a brand out of, uh, Charleston and Richmond, uh, Virginia, I guess. And Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yes. <laughs> See, there's always a plan. There's always a plan. Yeah. Um, called work for your beer. They're uh, beer, fitness, health. You're like, I, are they not from Charleston? 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. Come on. No. It's too late at this <laughs> I need, point. I need it. We've already been over the geography. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's look at where these breweries are. I need the answer. Do, do we want to look at where the breweries are? I'm afraid. It's, it's, it's Charlotte. Fuck. Same <laughs> thing. Fuck. Same it's thing. It's a different state, different city. Yeah, it's nearby, though. Yeah. Anyways, for their five-year anniversary. Hey, if somebody said, like, Louisville and they meant Lexington, I wouldn't be mad. All right. Be too mad. Well, their names are or Mel and Alicia. Mel and Alicia. They are from Work for Your Beer. This is the worst plug in the history of podcasting. <laughs> it's not a plug. We're drinking. <laughs> it's not a plug. It's just we're drinking their <laughs> we're beer drinking that they sent us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just celebrated five years uh, with their organization. And their, their entire... Uh, point is actually kind of clever. It's hey, in addition to beer, uh, here are some different opportunities to you know mind, body, spirit, like a YMCA, if you will, uh, better yourself. <laughs> this episode, Kentucky <laughs> Commons Radio, Hour. sponsored by the local YMCA. You want to get a Patreon um, shot if you can? Yeah, let's yeah, let's just take some photos live on the podcast here. Uh, but yeah, uh, they just celebrated five years, and they're also doing a bunch of uh, collaborations recently. So, uh, David, why don't you tell us about the IPA that you just opened? All right. Uh, this beer is called Fitness Beer in Your Mouth. Um, I think I can do that. It's a collaboration with uh, Devil's Logic Brewing out of what I'm assuming is Charlotte. Charlotte. Probably. Probably. It's an IPA. It's Schenectady, I think. Uh, my favorite thing about this beer is it says drink fresh or go to hell. Um, and I think we got these in early January so. We might Fresh, be going freshish. Might be going to hell. There's a there's Purgatory. a picture of a I see a picture of a devil looking thing with a barbell on it. Yeah, like work working for your beer. He's going hard. Uh, I like it. What's the ABV on this? Um, it just says hell. Uh, it's no. nice and light to me. It smells very nice and light, almost sessiony with a nice kind of little six point nine percent light grapefruity. I feel like that was intentional. Mel and Alicia. Sixty nine. Yeah, fitness uh, beer in your mouth. Got it. Thank you. We uh, tried to do a, uh, a beer recently and tried to make it 666, and we were told we couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. We won't say who did that, but... <laughs> it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. No is complaints. it a hazy, hazy IPA, or is it just a regular IPA? It's just... It just kind of comes across as a regular IPA. Yeah. I like it, though. It's floral. It's yeah, it's very bit, floral. A little bit of bitterness. And the other two beers uh, that we got uh, from them were uh, unbelievably annoying... Created by Divine Barrel Brewing out of Charlotte with and in collaboration with Work For Your Beer. Hell yeah. And then also um, Apricot Wheat of the Queen City series from uh, Katop. I always struggle to pronounce that word. Oh, yeah. Look at me. I don't know something from once. Yeah. Ooh. Why don't you tell us about it, David? Smart guy. I would uh, say Quatab. Quatava. 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 Yeah. Okay. In collaboration with uh, Work For Your Beer. Uh, ale with apricot, orange peel, and coriander. Sounds delicious. Yeah. We'll drink through these as we continue along the topics. I like that can too. It's cool. It's a cool can. Cool can. Uh, some of these feature <laughs> Mel and Alicia on the cans. Yeah. So. Good for them. Yeah. So well done, guys. Cheers to five years of being in business. You guys are incredibly successful and we loved having you in town. Yeah, so. it was great. Thank you all for visiting Louisville and drinking beers with us. Come back anytime. I said we'd only talk about the Lord of the Rings trailer if it came up organically. Uh, oh, but wait a second. <laughs> Since we're talking about it, uh, did you guys watch that Lord of the Rings trailer? I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> did you see any of the controversy surrounding it? So, Lord of the Rings, classic, uh, you know, def genre-defining novel. Is it a classic if it came out in like 2002 the book 
The book. The book. Wait, Lord of the Rings is a book. <laughs> it's a book. Yes, by the uh, the great J.R.R. Tolkien and the, and, and the and the Hobbit actually came out first. If you're not yeah, familiar. well, That's Harry right. Potter is an audiobook. I know that. that Harry Potter has a couple great. Oh, the Lord of the Rings just got a new uh, audiobook re- rendition from uh, Andy Circus. Did Stephen who King did Gollum? Oh my lord! All right. So anyway, there was um, a new series getting <laughs> dropped, and it's been controversial since like it was first conceptualized. Hey, it's being done by Amazon. So they're sp- Amazon is spending more money on this. It's like four or five times as much as the budget of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, it's for one, like it's, one season. It's one of the most expensive uh, shows ever made. It's insane. It's not the most expensive show. And uh, are they hiring Captain Kirk? I mean, what, are, is that where they're going with this? Well, that the casting has been one of the other controversies. Um, they had, so the first thing that I heard about with like people getting upset on either side is that they had like a. Um, I don't know how you would phrase this, but they had like a intimacy coordinator that they hired. So then everybody was like, well, what does that mean? Are there going to be like elf love scenes? Are the elves going to be effing? Like, that's not what Tolkien's vision was. And everybody's like, oh, they're just going to turn this into some political trash. So that was the first argument. And then they said that it's going to be, they're going to have multicultural representation. There's going to be all sorts of different races represented in the wide land of Middle Earth. Some of the people on the far right were a little upset that they had a black person as an elf and a dwarf. Other people were upset that it wasn't like hearkening to the traditional like reimagining of England's mythology that it should have originally been. Other people were probably just mad to get points on the internet for whatever reason. I was mad because the trailer outrage. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I was upset that the trailer kind of looked like dog trash. Uh, yeah, the the CGI. So I I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I love the books. Love the Hobbit book. Uh, years ago, when the Hobbit trilogy came out, I was mad. It was awful. Um, yeah, it's, it's terrible CGI. Practical effects were taking out, and they did go for that like Hollywoodization. They totally did and, inserting like a love triangle. And, and, and I like, can only hope that it's just the CGI effects not being rendered out completely. And yeah. for the for the yeah. teaser trailer that happened over the Super Bowl. But the CGI in the trailer that we got was awful looking. That being said, still very excited about it. Um, you know, if you haven't uh, read The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, you should. Or listen uh, but to also uh, check out The Cimmerillion because that's like a good That's history. what a lot of the source material from uh, this thing is. You know, if, from if you want to get like the Old Testament of uh, Tolkien, uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. It's very like lineage focused and kind of boring. But if you're a nerd about that kind of stuff, check it out, especially if you haven't done that before. I will also say that uh, if you've uh, if you're a big South Park fan, check out the most recent episode of South Park uh, and really? uh, figure <laughs> out why uh, Token uh, is actually named Token. Hmm. OK, you, you, you piqued my curiosity. I will absolutely check that out. So anyway, the other thing that's silly is just like nobody's even seen the goddamn show yet and people are mad. So I'll I'll put us in that camp, too. So are we doing a. Uh, Token beer at some point. Yes, or? we have to. Yeah, like a like a, a rings. Of- we have a we have a recipe that we do in the shop. Our Black Rider Black IPA. Um, That's controversial. It is well according to the trailer. Well, a lot of yeah, it is controversial. They, there's a couple of like quotes where he says like any anyway. You can argue about Tolkien and uh, ethnic diversity as much as you want. I'm not very interested, and I think it's cool that like other races get represented other than the ones that were traditionally represented in Norse mythology. Because we don't live in the year 1099. Yeah, exactly. We live in the year 
according on which calendar you uh, want to base it on, like, let's say 2022. Well, or in the years of like the years since the fourth age, uh, whatever the hell that would end up being. I live in year three a.m. That's three years after the mind calendar. Ended. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the birth of the new. Was uh, that like twenty twelve quadrahexa cycle or whatever the heck? Yeah, that was when it was all so crashing down. Ten a.m. Man, they, they <laughs> might have not been far off. They might have just like missed it by a couple of years. Before it yeah, really I mean, it was a slight miscalculation. But on a lighter note, uh, we did open the apricot wheat oh, that we yeah. mentioned. <laughs> it, is a, it is a lighter note. It is a lighter note um, from Catawba. And this was, yeah, this is a Charlotte exclusive. It is very good. Very Charleston. apricot. <laughs> Lansing. Uh, I actually, I, I think uh, they're all hanging out uh, at a Pink Boot Society uh, uh, conference right now. Uh, and nice. I think our friend Kenzie from Highwire is there with them as, as we speak. Yeah. The Pink gonna... Boots people do good work. That's a cool organization. Yeah, just uh, episodic high wire shout out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> what I was going for. Got to keep the trend. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Nice this apricot notes. You guys have anything else on your radar? Anything in your personal uh, calendars that you want to plug? Any birthdays coming up? Any? Um... Uh, my mom's birthday is coming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, shout see. out to David's mom. You've, d- you've made it. You've made a fine product, Mrs. Satterley. We hope you don't shut down any tap anytime soon. I don't I don't have much else to say. Uh this is a a great apricot uh, thing. We also have been enjoying La Bamba from Gravely. They're Mm -hmm. making lager uh during podcasts as well. Uh no, otherwise uh get into get into red ales. Red ales are cool. Yeah. Get into we'll we'll be at the hometown um Cumberland Red release to eat some good pizza eat some good breadsticks, and drink a whole pitcher of Cumberland Red Ale all by myself. I guess we Just like the good old days. We could throw out the, uh, you know, Tailspins coming up. Yeah, that's and, a great, yeah, that's a good plug. Tailspin Ale Festival 2022, which is their ninth year. Maybe we'll release the audio on our Patreon here, too, just if people are interested. But you can also find that all across all of our feeds. We can post a video. Yeah, we can post a video. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we sat down with the organizers last week, yep. got a little inside. They're great friends of ours. Um, but it's always good to hear it uh, straight from the horse's mouth about what they're excited about this Fall year. Fall City is a horse. Fall City, Fall is, City a horse. is a horse. Um, on the radar, Fall City is doing an 80s week, which has some pretty cool theming to it. I won't go too much into it, but you should check that out. Um, and aside from that, we've got Mile Wide coming up with the Hurricane Sour. This is a new one. Uh, this is something they haven't done before. Um, in their fruited sour series, so I think that's going to roll into like a Mardi Gras. Probably going to see some green beer coming out for St. Patrick's Day soon. Um, just you know the usual. We'll have to do a special St. Patrick's Day episode maybe next week or something. Can't we just drink Old English every episode? Yeah, and we'll all have Irish accents. Can Irish whales. Oh, Wales. hello lads! Welcome to the Kentucky Coleman's Radio. I think that's getting into Scottish. I hate everything about this right now. Speaking of cultural appropriation. Um, regardless, last thing I'll plug is our Patreon. If you guys are listening, uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher that helps us reach new people and helps promote the story of Louisville beer that we're trying to tell. Um, or if you are somebody who really enjoys your podcasts with video or just enjoys some kind of ridiculous swag packages, uh, or, or David Satterley story times, check out our Patreon uh, we'll put all the links to that down below. We really appreciate uh, all of you guys listening and all the good like 
correspondence and feedback. Uh, we had some good, actually, audience reactions to our last week's Fall City episode. We'll maybe get that over. Say it again. You want a five-star review? Michael says, don't just leave a review. Leave a five-star review. Yeah. That, seems, that seems like a, you know... Seems I mean, like a stretch. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? I think I'm a five-star man. So. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, thanks for sticking around and listening, guys. We'll see you all again next week. If you all see any beer topics or anything you'd like to see discussed uh, or that you think we might have missed out there in the wide, wet world of craft beer, shoot us a DM or an email or a message or what have you. And we'll see you all again soon. Can't wait to talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer coming out in Disney Plus at some point soon. That's going to be a whole mess. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. There we are.